In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's your host, Josephine Jirasi, and I would like to welcome you to Paying It Forward this morning. We're going to have a fun and informative show for you today. I'd like to start my show off by saying thank you to a local mom entrepreneur from Huntington, Jeannie Hines, for bringing over the most amazing all-natural Linzer tarts to me this morning. Jeannie, like so many moms out there, has decided to start a new venture called Dessert Divas, and I wish her all the luck with that. So I know Jeannie's out there listening, so thanks again. I enjoyed my coffee even more with those all-natural Linzer tarts. So before I introduce my amazing guests, I'd like to share with you the business tip of the week. So yesterday I went to a local networking breakfast, and I met a man by the name of Larry Locks, who's the owner of Summit Distribution, which is located here on Long Island in Oyster Bay. As we exchanged information about our businesses, Larry's suggestion to me was to form an advisory committee for my company, My Mom Knows Best. Have I thought about forming an advisory committee? Well, yes. Have I done it? Well, not exactly. So the problem with being a small business owner is quite often we know what needs to be done, but sometimes we get overwhelmed. And not only do we get overwhelmed, but sometimes we even get paralyzed to the point that we don't know what to do next. So here's what I'm going to do to avoid the paralysis. And we'll use a prior guest, Rebecca Bushimi, her phrase was analysis paralysis. So we have to avoid that as much as we possibly can. We must not only have a clear-cut plan as to what we want to accomplish, but having the correct guidance along the way is crucial. I'm going to start thinking about forming an advisory board, and I will make sure I have experienced professionals from all different kinds of businesses that can add to the overall plan of bringing out Glovia's product to the market. I'm putting the wheels in motion because it's time to take my business to the next level. I hope you will consider creating an advisory board to help you take your business to the next level also. Okay, so now it's a part of my show that I'm so excited. Today I get to introduce you to the founder and president of Charmed Life Products and the inventor of Grilled Charms, Leslie Haywood. 
Leslie was a stay-at-home mom. She has two daughters. When she had her aha moment in 2006, I'm sure Leslie never imagined that the year 2006 was going to be a monumental year in her life. It's the year that she was diagnosed with breast cancer, and it was also the year that Leslie would start thinking about owning her own business and following her dream. The very next year in 2007, Leslie launched her product, Grill Charms. She has appeared on several TV shows, including multiple appearances on CNBC's The Big Idea with Donnie Deutsch, as well as ABC's hit reality TV show, Shark Tank. She has also been in numerous national publications and has been on several radio shows. So with that, I would like to welcome Leslie to Paying It Forward this morning. Good morning, Leslie. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning, Josephine. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. What a great opportunity. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, Leslie, I've heard lots of your interviews. I saw you on TV, and I know there's a lot of listeners out there, like myself, that just sat there when you were on Donnie Deutsch and were completely mesmerized by you. I mean, I, I could feel like my hair was standing up on my arms when you had come out, and you were standing in front of the team of people that were ready to rip your head off. And you were so poised and so professional. I was just so amazed and happy for you. You did an amazing job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was actually on um, Shark Tank, on ABC's Shark Tank. Oh. I, I think, yeah, that was, that was last I'm year. Sorry, and, oh, my gosh. It was crazy. What an, an, an unbelievable experience. That was just, oh, my gosh, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, you, it was just great. So, Leslie, tell us a little bit about yourself. I always like to go back, way back to, like, childhood and to your upbringing. I'm always so curious to find out if my guests had that inborn fire in their belly to become an entrepreneur. Can you think of any examples in your life that might have occurred? Well, this is, and I go back and forth too with this. I mean, are entrepreneurs born or made or what do they have in them? Honestly, I never really thought of myself as the entrepreneurial type. I, I, ever. Um, I thought maybe, you know, someday I'd be president. The only thing I was going to be president of was maybe my daughter's PTA. You know, my mom was a stay at home mom and that is exactly what I wanted to do. I worked in, um, the shipping industry here in Charleston, South Carolina, where I'm from, for nine years. And then when my husband and I uh, decided to start a family, um, I left that job. And my daughters, they were one and three when, I, like you said, I had this aha moment. And it just, maybe that, that fire was in my belly from when I was young, but I never realized it. And I never thought, I never, I never grew up thinking, oh, someday I'm going to invent a product and own my own company. Um, so I, I, I think that even if you don't grow up knowing or thinking that you are going to be an entrepreneur, I am the poster child for if I can do it, anyone can do it. I had absolutely no experience. Um, I didn't take any classes in entrepreneurship. You know, I, in college there was a couple of business courses. I've got a degree in communications, which is why I like, you know, I, I can talk to a brick wall. So I got that going for me. But I, I never 
thought that this is where I would be. It's just so crazy how life takes you on these unexpected twists and turns. But if you talk to my family, they they actually aren't surprised at where I am and what I've been doing. So maybe they've known something about me that I never knew. Okay, so Leslie, here's my next question. Did you ever have a lemonade stand? <laughs> no, I never had you a didn't? lemonade stand. However, thinking back, Sage. I was always thinking, I, I've always had ideas about how to do things differently or better or more efficiently, more effectively. Even in my job, uh, I was kind of the idea person. So... I guess in that respect, it's not, it's, maybe it's not so surprising that I had this idea and decided, well, I'm going to take this and run with it. So in other words, you've been inventing your whole life, Leslie. <laughs> right, exactly. I, and in my head, I've been inventing my whole life, whether it's different ways of doing things or more efficiently or effectively, like I said. But yes, I've been coming up with new ways of doing even even my regular job working for corporate America. I, whenever my boss would see me come and he was he'd be like, "Oh God, here we go. Yeah, right. She's gonna want to change something. She's gonna want to implement a new procedure. She's gonna want to implement a new that." You know, <laughs> right, right. Now, Leslie, tell me, what did you do in the corporate world? Well, I worked for a shipping company, kind of in oh, the right. import-export industry. I was uh-huh. um, a customer service manager and uh, also sales, which, you know, that, that, that experience has helped me tremendously because, as you know, owning your own company, you are always in sales, 24-7. Yeah. You are selling yourself, you're selling your product, you're selling your brand. So that definitely helped in where I am today is that sales experience. Yeah, that's amazing. So, all right, so now you're out of college, you're in the corporate world, and the year 2006 rolls around. Yeah. So, Leslie, I mean, did you have any inkling at all that what was going to happen to your health? Did you have any? My mother was diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer when she was in her 30s. So, in my, my, I've got two younger sisters, so in my family, when you turn 30, you just you go get your mammograms. That's just what you do. So okay. I had been having mammograms since I was 30. And I, my mom, oh, I was 16 when my mother was diagnosed. So unfortunately, I have been living with the knowledge of breast cancer okay. since as long as I can remember. So it's not like it was any big surprise. And I hate to say that I was almost waiting for it, but when you have such a, a such a strong family history, you're, pre- you're, you're prepared. So this was not a surprise. I was 34 years old in 2006, uh-huh. and it was time for my annual mammogram, uh-huh. and this time something was, was different. So my doctor called and said, you know, with you, I don't think it's anything, but let's not take any chances. And we did, you know, the needle biopsy and did the test, and it came back, and it was, it was positive, and and I, you know, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a big surprise. And I, I don't mean to sound nonchalant about it, but it's something right. that in my family, unfortunately, we, uh, us girls have to prepare for. Yeah, but you know what, Leslie, I just love the fact that you're so honest about it. You share it with, you share your story with so many people. Yes. And 
just the fact that you stayed on top and you went for your mammograms is so important. So I'm telling all you listeners out there, please follow Leslie's example because I'm sure you caught it early and I'm amazed at your enthusiasm for life. And it really does, I'm sure, change the way that you think and you go forward. But what's most amazing to me is the fact that you took the, you had the courage to move forward with your life. I mean, here you are married at such a young age and you have these two young daughters and you, life throws you a curveball, but you're just not one of those people who's going to pull that cover up over your head. You're going to go out there and you're going to knock them dead. And I think it's amazing. And You know, we're coming up on a break right now, but Leslie, I can't wait to hear all about Grilled Charms when we come back. We'll be right back. Okay. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears, just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleO'Dell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Innovation and insight, problems and solutions, capitalizing on your ideas and efforts. That's all a part of Changing the World One Invention at a Time with Rick Rowe. Thursday evenings at 6, 5 central on toginet.com. Rick will be sharing stories of innovation, invention, inspiration, and overcoming obstacles with guests who have been there, done that, and are doing that. Rick will be asking the right questions, helping you identify the real problems, and showing you how to act on your ideas by increasing consumer confidence, and more importantly, increasing your confidence to act on your ideas. For even more information, go to thinktech, that's T-E-K, globally.com. Then join us as Rick and his guest teaches how to develop new ideas and create new products, new businesses, new jobs. And together, let's get our economy growing again. It's changing the world one invention at a time with author and inventor Rick Rowe. Thursday evenings at 6, 5 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. I am absolutely thrilled to have Leslie Haywood, the inventor of Grill Charms, on our show today. So, Leslie, tell us about your aha moment. What made you come up with such an incredible idea? 
Well, it was just one of those things where your everyday life, you just think, gosh, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a different way of doing things. Um, we are big grillers here, and I, we're in the South, and it's a year-round sport here in Charleston. So we have dinner parties all the time. We've always got the grill going. And my husband is kind of a sauce rub marinade junkie. Like, he's always got a million different things on the grill at the same time. And so one particular evening, we had a bunch of people over, and we were having some Jamaican jerk chicken. And I actually don't like things really spicy, and he does. So he had a bunch of chicken that was super spicy for him and his friends, had some mild for me and mine, had the platter full of food, brought it to the table, and it kind of all looked the same. So we put on my plate what he thought was my mild. And it lit me on fire. And so I always tell people that was my spicy light bulb moment because I just, I, it, I, I got mad and he got defensive and said, well, someone just needs to come up with a way for me to tell what's what. And instantly, I mean, the light bulb above my head, I think single-handedly guided in ships in the Charleston Harbor that night because I'm going, oh my gosh. Because we use wine terms all the time because we have we, sure. we big winos. We love having people over. And I don't like people drinking out of my glass. And so I'm like, okay, if I don't want someone drinking out of my wine glass, I don't want someone eating my, my meat. So I literally started sketching prototypes that night. And after we cleaned the kitchen, I couldn't let it go. I'm like, oh, my goodness. There are so many reasons why you would want to maybe identify your particular food before, during, and after grilling, whether it's steaks, you know, rare, medium, rare, medium well, or <laughs> mild, medium, or hot, or if people have health or allergy issues. There's just I, I was thinking of all the different reasons why you might want to identify a piece of food as yours. And so it just, from there, I, I couldn't think about anything else. And like I said, my daughters, they were one and three at the time, and I certainly didn't mean to go headfirst into business. But sometimes you just have this passion for something. Um, and, and this is, I, I tell people this all the time about, you know, what makes you and so different. I have ideas all the time. And, you know, so many people don't act upon them. And right. I tell people that it was actually fear for me. I was so afraid of the regret that I would feel if years down the road, I saw my such simple product, my simple idea on store shelves and someone else had done it, I was so afraid that I would not be able to live with that regret that to me, the fear of failure was a better option. At least yeah. if I try this and I do this and I fall flat on my face, I will not live with the regret of not at least, of try of not trying. So yeah, I I think you're so right about that, Leslie. And you know, as an inventor, it's so ironic. How many times does somebody come up to you and say, "Gosh, why didn't I think of that?" But the I agree with you. So many people have the ideas, but you must act upon it. If you don't act upon it, it just it goes in thin air. And like you said, somebody else is going to come up with it. So you might as well do something about it. Exactly, exactly. I, and that's how I felt. I'm like, I've at least got to give it a shot. And then the other part of me was like, well, I'm going to try to do this just to see if I can, you know, right. just to see. It's a challenge. <laughs> it really is a this? challenge, Leslie, but I have to tell you, I'm sure you feel the same way as me. We've created a beast. 
And sometimes when you create a beast, it's like, oh my Lord, is this what I thought it was going to be? Because like yourself, I knew nothing about really bringing a product to market. Next thing you know, I just gave birth and a couple of months later, I'm in China. And I, I seriously couldn't believe it. it. I had the time of my life, but I was like you. It was one step in front of the other. You talk to a lot of people. You try to surround yourself with the smartest people, and you just kind of figure it out as you go along. Exactly. And, Absolutely. I agree 100%. And, and you know, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, Leslie, it's so funny because, you know, this whole concept of just give it your best shot It's great, but you have to be willing to ride the roller coaster. I always say that entrepreneurial roller coaster is a really tough ride, but the highs are super high and the lows are super low. And I think that goes into something that you call build your village. And I love that concept. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, and when uh, and I, I, it takes a village. You know that's such an old saying. You know it takes a village. It takes a village for just about everything. And so I was I built my village way before my product was even launched. And like you had said earlier about your team of advisors, about getting your board. And this, uh, when I first started researching how to bring a product to market, it's not like I brought an official board of directors or anything on board. But I would go online to different websites and forums of like-minded entrepreneurs and mom entrepreneurs and just start asking questions and, you know, kind of latch on to, you know, some people that have been there before and really build a virtual village or community, whether it's uh, online or if you go to your chamber meetings or go to different mentor programs and have these people be there for you and support you every step of the way during the process of building the company before you even open store doors or launch because then you've got a base of support even before you sold your first item. And those are the people that are your cheerleaders that will have been there with you since day one. And people like, I think inherently people are good and they like to build people up and they want to share in your successes. So if you bring people on board in the very early stages, they're going to be there for you and be proud of you. And you've, you've got a soft place to fall when you do fall, and, and you will many, many, many times. So those are the people. You build your village early, and those are the people that you keep with you throughout the entire roller coaster ride. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. And, you know, Leslie, you talk about this whole concept that you have to try not to get discouraged with people who don't get it. I mean... Going out and doing sales is one thing. Going out, being the inventor and doing sales is a completely different situation in my mind because I don't know, I need to take my emotion out of selling my gloves because honestly, Leslie, I don't know about you, you probably, maybe in the beginning you felt this way and I think you're further along than me, but I still feel like so much rejection from like buyers. I'm like, don't tell me my child is ugly. Would you ever tell? Would you ever tell somebody their baby? Well, she's cute, but she's not really that cute. And I feel, you know what? That happens quite often. And then you get the other people who are jumping up and down, saying, "Oh my God, this is the best product I've ever used in my life." So, 
I'm and, sure it and, and it's so hard, I think, especially for women. Um, you know, I think men have a better grasp on detaching themselves from their business or their product. And there are pros and cons, I think, to both. But inherently, we invest so much of our emotion in our products and our businesses. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing because on the flip side, the passion that we feel for it is so immense. But again, the rejection, it just, it does, yeah. it cuts you to the core. And, I, and I'm here to tell you, you kind of get used to it. It gets easier. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, more but, doors that get slammed in your face, the less personal you take it. So um, right. just keep on. You'll, you, you'll, you'll be fine. But it is really hard to take the emotion out of it. But you can't get discouraged. I cannot tell you how many times I have heard from people, um, you know, Oh, well, I don't need that. I grow, you know, everyone thinks that however it is that they are doing something is, is fine, just fine. And so, you know, people don't like change and, you know, well, I've been grilling since, you know, I've been grilling for 40 years and people get what they get. And, you know, I cannot tell you if I had a dime for every time I heard, you know, like a a man in his 50s come up to me, you know, a little missy. Well, you know, my wife, she'll just get what she gets. Uh, Then I would be I would be a gazillionaire if I, you know, if I could take all those comments to the bank. But you just got to again, you've got to know who your market is and. That's where you spend your time. Don't go chasing after people that aren't in your target market. And so you'll get built up a lot faster if that's who you focus on instead of just kind of doing the shotgun approach where you just go out and talk to everybody. Because there are a lot of people that are going to tell you that is just a silly idea or that is never going to work or there's no need for it. But if you've done your homework and you've done your research, then then you, you already know that the company can be a success if you want it to be. Right. But, Leslie, tell us something. So, in my mind, you know, a lot, like, how did you go out there and how did you find your niche market? Like, how did you figure out that the men over 50 really felt that way about your product? Um, I did market, I did my own market research. I went out and talked to, I polled people. I had um, a research packet. I actually had, oh God, so many of my friends. I had this, you know, like 10 page questionnaire about the product. I had 41 different prototypes made and I made all of my friends grill like the three most popular meats in America. I mean, I, <laughs> I did my homework and just talking to people. I just, I found out that my target market, because it's the perfect guy gift, um, yeah. men actually, uh, again, they won't go out and buy this. Uh, m- most of them won't go out and buy this for themselves because they think however they've been grilling is the way that it should be done. But the wives instinctively know, well, I can't tell you how many times you've given me the medium when I wanted the medium rare. Or, you know, it's, it's those right. of us women that suffer when our husbands mix it all up. So, well, and that, you know, that is exactly what I found in polling people and in asking these questions. You know, the women, all of them were like, oh my gosh, I'm getting that for my husband for Christmas. Right. Uh, and, and so that I figured out quickly that women are actually my target market. Once oh, men use the grill charms and there's four different collections and they do different things, 
they understand, oh my gosh, this makes things so much easier. And my wife is happy because, you know, her Aunt Betty is allergic to garlic. And now I have this that identifies which one is hers or... You know. Well, this is this is great. And um, Leslie, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to get back to talking about niche markets when we come back. Thanks so much. Wonderful. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. With your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend It principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer. And my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out GirlfriendIt.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Hi, everybody. This is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station. Why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear these latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward. With Josephine Jurassic on Toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. Today we have Leslie Haywood, um, who is the inventor of Grilled Charms. And Leslie was just talking about the fact that it's so crucial and so important to go out there and find your correct niche market. So she's got this amazing product, and it's associated with barbecuing. And Leslie, I applaud you for coming up with a product that um, actually puts a very, how can I put this? You're, you're taking a very delicate step into a man's world that they are so, so protective over their barbecue. I know my husband is just like, whatever you do, don't touch my barbecue. And he has his tools out there and he shines it up. It's like, I don't know, maybe as we get older, it becomes um, something similar to, you know, the young kids with their cars, their Corvette cars, how they shine them up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, like their fi- it's like the final domain. The men have their garages and they have right. their grills. And so my husband jokes, he's like, okay, leave it to a woman to try to organize every single aspect of my life 
including my grill. And yeah. just, <laughs> but it's now, so I mean, now the grill charms have come along. He doesn't know what we did without him. And I'm like, I'll tell you what you did without him. You gave me the wrong food half of the time. <laughs> right. And I just, I think it's amazing. And I think you've done an incredible job with that. So, um, now let's just take a few steps back, Leslie. Tell us, you know, so you came up with a concept. Exactly what did you do next once you came up with a concept? I know, you know, I know you, Leslie. I know you probably had the most detailed business plan, but how did you get started? What were your first steps? Well, um, it's funny, and I actually give credit. There was, there was a book called The Mom Inventor's Handbook by Tamara Monasoff, and I oh, have sure. to give a shout out. Um, uh-huh. That was the first. I picked up that book because I really didn't know where to start. And so, I mean, I read that book cover to cover, and I figured, I I looked at this like a big, you know, research project, like back when I was in school. Okay, bringing a product to market. And I think what a lot of people get hung up on is the big picture. And if you think about the, the idea of bringing a product to market, you get so overwhelmed and so paralyzed because it just seems like this huge enigma. How do you do it? But just like anything in life, Bringing a product to market or starting a business is a simple series of small steps. And so if you just look at the step that you're going to take next and then the step you're going to take next and maybe a couple out, then it makes this more manageable. And a really good way to do that and to make yourself feel better is to do a business plan. And uh, some people are like, oh, God, I don't want to do a business plan. But I'm telling you. You take the business plan step by step by step because that in itself can be an overwhelming, daunting process. But you just take one step at a time. You think about your mission statement. You think about your vision statement. You do your research, your primary market research, your secondary market research. And I know, all again, if you look at all of these things as one big um, uh, matzo ball, it's going gonna, it's gonna to overwhelm you. So even with right. the business plan, you just take it down step by step by step. And I, it keeps you focused. And by the end, and actually a business plan is a very, very fluid living document. I don't know that you ever truly put your stamp complete on it. It's constantly right. changing. You constantly revisit it. But it's a good foundation, and I think it keeps you focused. And by the time you get about halfway to three-quarters of the way through it, you're going to figure out whether you even have a business at all. And so that is one thing that a business plan does. Because a lot of people, maybe the business isn't viable. Maybe they haven't run the numbers that they need to do. Maybe they haven't talked to the people that are doing the manufacturing to find out if this product can be made for a certain price and then sold for this price. These are all of the things that a business plan does. They answer those questions to lead you down whatever path the business is going to be most profitable. Yeah, I think it's so, so important. And you know what? I'm sure there are people out there who are successful without having done this whole process of writing a business plan. But I bet you they are probably, uh, there are a lot of people who are even, who could be more successful quicker. Right. If they did do that business plan. So I agree with you, Leslie. The business plan is almost the heart and soul of the business. It is. It is. I agree 100%. And it helps you determine whether you even have a business at all. 
which is so important because some people just jump in with both feet thinking, I love my idea and so will everybody else. Well, just because you have a good idea doesn't mean that you can make a profitable business out of it. Sure. And so this, uh, it helps you answer a lot of those questions that will determine whether you have a viable business or not. Uh, Yeah, I think this is so, so important. So, Leslie, now we touched upon this a little earlier, but I would love to focus a little bit more on the nuts and bolts of what really makes the business tick. And um, I personally think, and I think you might agree, it's probably the sales and marketing. Because if you're not, it doesn't matter how good your product is. If the world does not know that your product exists, then where are you? Exactly. And for those of us that have uh, inventions or products that we bring to market, we have a a special set of challenges. It's Mm -hmm. funny that our biggest advantage is having a product that no one has um, and that no no one has ever heard of, and it's a brand new way of doing things. Well, our biggest disadvantage is having a product that no one else has, that no one else has. Yes. So we, we spend so much time educating the public, number one, that our product exists, number right. two, what in the world it's used for, and all of the different ways that you can use it. I almost think yeah. sometimes it'd be better if, you know, I just opened a ballpoint pen company. Then all yeah. i got to do is just have a better ballpoint pen than somebody else, whereas instead I am having to educate people sure. on the entire, you know, that this product even is here and all of the different ways that you can do it. So that is what I do 24-7. Sales, 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 sales. Yeah, I have to tell you a funny story about that. So, Leslie, of course, the Gloviers are disposable sanitary hand covers. And um, I came up with the concept. I've got a patent pending for five long years. And um, it's funny that there are other moms out there who think like I do and who also came up with a product. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first I was really upset about it because here I am spending all this money on legal fees to have the patent, which I don't have yet. But you know what, Leslie? I took a step back and I said, you know what? This is probably the best thing for my business because I am confident and I know my product is far superior than their product. But what they do for me is they make the buyers understand that there's actually a demand for disposable sanitary hand covers. Right. So, you know, there's that old saying, not all bad things come to harm you. And that's a perfect example of how it's so important to look at competition, not so much in a negative way, but to try to put a positive spin on it. But oh. I agree. That is a wonderful example. And not that I wish for anyone to come across. Well, no one could come up with grill charms because that's mine. But, you know, something that did something similar. Because I'm like, well, then there'd be a couple of us out there educating the world on, you know, how to identify your food before, during, and after grilling. Right now, I'm doing it single-handedly. Yeah, it's really hard. But I'll tell you, I had an incredible guest, Leslie. Her name is Missy Cohen. And she came up with um, the shopping cart cover that, you know, children use in the supermarkets. Oh, yes. I've seen them everywhere. Yeah. It's called the Clean Shopper. And she is the original inventor of that concept. 
And she said to me, it was the hardest thing that she had to really educate people about it. And the way she got her word out was she just used it herself in the supermarkets. She would give it to her friends. Her friends would use it. And more and more people, it was kind of like word of mouth. I mean, now it's, I believe she's in business for about 14 years now, and she's so, so successful. She's an amazing businesswoman. She's done it right. But, you know, she had the toughest job because she had to educate the consumer. Of course, there's lots of knockoffs now, but she was the original one. So, yes, it is truly a challenge as far as that goes. But let's talk more about sales. So, exactly how are you doing it? Leslie, do you have a sales team? How do you run your company? No, I am I am my only sales rep right about now. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, it's definitely a, a daunting task, and I make sales calls. I, I, every day I try to make sales calls on stores all over the U.S. I'm in um, 40 of 50 states right now, wow. So and, and three different countries, and I just I, – I, I mean, I'll cold call the president. I, that, that doesn't bother me. I mean, I will pick up the phone and call just about anybody. And that's how I've done it is just that and word of mouth. And I've, got, I've been really fortunate to get a lot of media attention. So that I, is just such, uh, such a, a blessing. I'm so glad that I've got that going for me. And so the word about the product is getting out there through me and through the media. And I get, you know, wholesale requests. And, and stores calling, and then, of course, people buying online. And I'm always, always looking for different ways to sell or market the product. I mean, I <laughs> Yeah, you are so unique, Leslie. Why don't we share with our listeners what you did with the, recently with the celebrity? I think it's hysterical. But, well, I, I know, am always, smart. like, you ne- I never, ever, ever turn off my sales or marketing ad. I've got like, two quick examples. Um, for example, Jim Cramer, and he's the host of Bad Money. You know, I was just watching that one night, and he made an offhanded comment that he likes charcoal instead of gas. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's a griller. So, you know, for, I, I looked up when his birthday was, and I sent him, <laughs> I sent him a That's birthday so present of grill charms. And then recently, um, Lady Gaga has gotten, you know, some flack about her meat dress. And right. so I got, uh, I sent her a letter with, with a box of grilled charms that it said, uh, Dear Miss Gaga, I know that recently you are getting some heat for the meat dresses on the VMAs and in Vogue. I understand all the uproar. You made one small but crucial fashion faux pas. Everyone knows that when one goes out in their meat dress, one must accessorize properly. Grilled charms are essential to any meat, or poultry for that matter, ensemble. To really make a statement, the pink collection is my choice for you. And I sent her a cop, a box of the pink collection <laughs> of grilled charms to put in her meat dress. And so, you know, I just did that. So we'll see where that gets me. But it's, I do stuff like that all of the time, like celebrity You're so stuff. so smart. And, it, I, it, it's just unique, and I bet you it will work. But we'll be back with our last segment of Paying It Forward. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Hi everybody, this is Pete Dix of Beatles and Beyond. 
You're listening to George Harrison jamming in the background here as I'm preparing the next show for you. So why don't you listen to Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix on this radio station. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. I would love to give Leslie Haywood the opportunity to let my listeners know exactly where they can go to find her incredible grilled charms. So, Leslie, you know, the holidays are coming up soon, and I love your product, and I will definitely buy them for my husband. But tell our listeners, where can we find them? Sure. Oh, absolutely. Go to grillcharms.com, G-R-I-L-L charms, C-H-A-R-M-S.com. And if you put grilling in the coupon code, $5 off. So there's, that's a oh, special good. for you for paying it forward listeners. Uh, oh, wonderful. Thanks so much for that, Leslie. So, um, all right, during break, we were talking about, you know, all the incredible business tips that you have. And we're on the last segment and I'm not sure we're going to have time for the 100 tips that you have to share with us, Leslie. But I would love to talk about social media because I think it's so crucial and so important. You know, it's just so important in our businesses to make our business a success and get our word out there. Um, tell us, what are you doing in regard to social media? Well, um, Grill Charms has got the Facebook fan page and then, of course, on Twitter um, at Grill Charmer is is my my handle, so to speak, and um, you've got to. It, it's just a way of getting your brand out there and known, and you can keep tabs on what other people are saying about you and your product, and it gives you a forum to answer people immediately and uh, thousands and thousands of people at a time. You can get your message out to, and so I love I love social media. I spend about an hour a day. Just working, you know, the different, you know, LinkedIn and and Facebook and Twitter and and all of that. And I yeah. just, I, I, you've you've got to, if you're not on one of those sites, then I, I really think that you're missing out. Yeah, I think Leslie, you have a great point because I don't know if I read it in an article or somebody had told me recently. Social media is so so important, but the problem is. When you're a mom entrepreneur, you're juggling so many different things. The problem is, 
I don't know about you, but Leslie, I can get lost on Facebook for hours. And all of a sudden, I look at the clock. I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I just spent two and a half hours. The kids are sleeping. I had things I needed to do. But you kind of, it's addictive. You kind of get lost. But I think the key is you got to set up a certain time every day and allow yourself that one hour, put your timer on and have fun. Go at social media for one hour. When that, you know, timer goes off, it's like, okay, now get back to your other work. Exactly. I I couldn't agree more. You have got to set boundaries. I mean, we're, as moms, we're so used to setting boundaries for everybody and other, you know, for other people all day long. But it's, it's so hard for us to set boundaries for ourselves. I don't know why. But I think right. that that is a necessity because otherwise you can get sucked in. Yeah, it's really, really important. So, um, okay, so now we covered social media. I think one of the best tips that you um, came up with, Leslie, was you are very strong about suggesting that business owners know thyself. Absolutely. Can you expand on that? Absolutely. I, and as as entrepreneurs and business owners, we think that we need to do everything. And um, I think that inherently entrepreneurs are control freaks to some degree. And <laughs> once you get into it, you realize, oh, my gosh, I just can't do everything myself. Yeah. So I figured out early on what facets of the company I was good at and which tasks were albeit important, but didn't bring in the revenue. And those were the ones that I would outsource. So for me, if I am not good at it and it's not bringing me money, I outsource. I tell someone else to do it. I outsource everything from my bookkeeping to my order fulfillment. And personally, I shine in sales and marketing. And that's what brings in the money. So I have to... and. Uh, uh, it's very hard to be critical of yourself and realize, wow, I kind of stink at X, Y, Z. But you have uh-huh. to take a good hard look at you as a person and what your strengths are and your weaknesses. If you're not good at it, let someone else do it. And it's hard. It's so hard for us. It's so hard for us to do that. Yeah. But I think it is truly important. And you don't waste your time doing things that either aren't bringing you in the revenue or that you're just simply someone else is better, more efficient at doing. Yeah. You know what, Leslie? It goes back to the whole concept. Try to hire people that are even smarter than you. You know, I think that's super important. But also, one of the, I think, almost one of the most important parts of sales is it's all about follow-up, for goodness sake, because if you have that incredible sales call and you don't send that marketing kit or you don't send that sample out, guess what? It's gone. Your hot lead now becomes cold and it's really hard. So I agree with you, Leslie. It's hard for us to do everything, but um, if we can't do that follow-up right away, we should have somebody there to you know, follow up. And sometimes even yeah. getting an intern in, that can help learn the business and see how the business operates. It's a great learning experience for them, but also it helps move the business on. And before you know it, the business, it allows a business to get to the next level. I agree. Yep. I absolutely agree. Like, okay. So Leslie, how, how else are you running your operation? How is it all becoming so successful? Do you have a distribution center? How does that work? 
I do. I have a distribution center and fulfillment center. Uh, mine is actually based in, in Ohio. The product, uh, a friend of mine has a company, and so she handles everything. The containers come in from Taiwan. They go straight to her. Um, orders, it's all automated with my you know, shopping cart online and wholesale orders. I send through QuickBooks to her. And thank goodness, um, with today's computer digital age, I can run the company. I actually, we took a cruise uh, last year around Father's Day, which is like one of the busiest times of the year for me on Father's <laughs> Day. And it just so happened that this That's vacation funny. fell on during that. But I was able to run my company from the middle of the Caribbean wow. during one of the busiest times of, of the year because you've got, the, I have the systems in place, technologically speaking that the company kind of runs itself. So, again, you surround yourself with good people. You outsource these these tasks so that you are free. And a lot of us, we want to be entrepreneurs because we want that personal freedom. But then we get tied down feeling like we can't leave our company. Well, you need to set these things up in place ahead of time so you can have that freedom. And yes. so I've got a wonderful, I've got a wonderful distribution center. I've got great, great people that I, that I hire to do a lot of the things when I'm gone. Yeah, I think that that's so, so important, Leslie. And like, even your website, do you hire somebody to maintain your website? How does that work? I have, yes, I have a wonderful, well, I have a wonderful web guy. I call him my web guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and yeah, he, he made it, it, it basically, like, it, that runs itself. Every once in a while, I'll need for him to do an update. We'll, we'll update the, the, uh, the new stores. Or we'll change some product around, and he handles all of that. So uh, again, you get there's there's part of my village. <laughs> Those are part of yeah. all these people I've known from the beginning. You know, back when I just started poking around, going, oh gosh, you know, someday I might need a warehouse. And so I, you know, found found a girl who's since become a friend of mine, and said, okay, now let me learn about warehousing. Okay, now you do that and web design. Okay, you know, got in touch with him, and we've been. You know, these are people that have been with me from the very beginning. Oh, yeah, this is great. So, Leslie, if you had to share with us your biggest challenge from the moment going back to 2006, can you, what comes to mind when you think of one of your largest challenges? Well, being a mom, I'm probably going to have to, I'm going to have to say it's the juggle between Uh home and business and that to me uh, again the boundaries we are so good at setting boundaries for other people um but for myself it, i find it really really hard and it's more of a juggling act and i'm gonna you know i'm brutally honest about this um mm-hmm. my family definitely pays a price for having an entrepreneurial mom and right. my business absolutely pays a price or having its founder and president having children. You can't give both equally, and it's constantly either the business needs more one day or the kids need more right. the other day. And so there's always, all I'm doing is just trying to keep all the balls in the air. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's really tough, Leslie, and I'll tell you. Um, on Donnie Deutsch, he had Bobby Brown, the famous makeup artist, and I always quote her as saying this, if you want to be a really successful mom entrepreneur, you have to try to set, just like you set the stage for um, your business, you put the system, systems in place, 
you really have to do the same with your home. Yeah. But but there's nothing like your children having their mom there. And that was a really tough lesson that I had to learn. You know, when my son's kindergarten teacher turned to me and said, you know what, he mastered all the seven techniques to learn how to read, but he just needs help from you to pull it together. My heart sank. I cried the whole way home and I gave my nanny notice. And oh I have my to God. Tell you, yeah. I have to tell you, it's really, it's a constant tugging at your heartstrings. But I, on the flip side of that, I must say my older son, who's eight and in the third grade now, he has so much confidence because he listens to my business calls and he was just nominated the uh, student council rep. And his teacher looked at me and she smiled and she said, I see where he gets it from. And it's because he's around that. So as difficult as it is for, um, for us to be juggling, I do think it's a huge benefit that we're also giving to our children. We're showing them, hey, mom can work there too. And this is how... This is what it takes to run a business. No, I agree. I agree. And, and the kids, I mean, they're already talking about what they want to invent when they grow up. And that makes okay. it all worth it. When I, when I see that my daughters understand that they truly, and they believe in their heart of hearts, that they can do anything that they set their mind to, it makes it all worth it. Yeah, I absolutely love that phrase. I always use that with my children because my mom ha- actually had that embedded in my mind. Whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. You just have to really put your heart and soul into it. And I think it's great. But um, Leslie, I can't even tell you how much I enjoyed the show today. You were a complete pleasure. And um, I wish you all the best of luck with your grilled charms and with everything, with figuring out how to balance um family and work. I think you're doing an amazing job. Oh, thank you. And I want to thank you for paying it forward. So once again, we have a few seconds left. Tell our listeners, how can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. Go to grillcharms.com, G-R-I-L-L-C-H-A-R-M-S.com. And my email address is there. Email me. I love paying it forward. Oh, thank you, and you paid it forward for sure today. Have a great day. Thanks, Leslie. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned,